Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Hey there. Before we jump in today, I want to tell you about my Conscious Confidence course. It is a one-of-a-kind online course that teaches women physicians and really anyone, any woman, man, whatever, any human, how to overcome self-doubt, rumination, and worry about other people's opinions so you can finally enjoy your career, feel confident, and find balance. And what this course essentially is, is months and really years of all of the knowledge that I learned about how to really cultivate true and lasting confidence. And this took me a lot of practice on myself and practice teaching it to others to really hone in on how to make this as simple and actionable as possible. So when you get access to the course, you're going to have the ability to watch the videos as needed in any order that you want. It's really bite-sized videos that will help you to take what you need when you need it. And this is going to help you be confident no matter what goes on at work or at home. And you're going to gain the skills that you need to leave work at work. And what this is going to create for you is real balance in your life and no more dread. So get this course. It's really required for anyone who is just done being led by self-doubt. And after this course is done, you are going to be amazed at how different your life is when you are leading with confidence. You can find it at www.consciousinmedicine.com forward slash course, or just click on the show notes page to take you there. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello. Today we're going to talk about efficiency. This is something that comes up a lot during most of my coaching calls with my clients, and I see it a lot among my peers and basically every human being. I think that it's similar to the productivity desire is this desire to be productive and efficient. And one thing I'll say, just to put a little plug in, of course, for having fun and play, but when you make plenty of time to decompress and relax and play, then it is becomes much easier to be efficient because in the moment, you're not feeling exhausted and overwhelmed because you have given yourself some time to decompress. So that's just a little plug to do something fun this week for yourself. I just got back from the second Women Physician Adventure Retreat in Hilton Head and it was a little bit cold. <laughs> Probably next time I go to Hilton Head, I would do it a month later, maybe April, because it was a little bit cold that week, about as cold as it is in New Hampshire, actually. And it was such a good time. We got to our creative activity this time was doing clay, like creating clay figurines, basically. And the theme of it was basically just create something that you can remember like a little memento to remember and look at and remember and remind yourself like you are so valued and you're so unique and to have fun. So that was a really great time. We just kind of YouTube different things to create and I, I cannot wait to do it again. I actually bought a lot of extra clay. So I'm excited to do that with my kids and even for myself. And then when it dried, the next day we painted it and both activities were super fun and a nice creative outlet. So if you're wondering about what fun creative activity to do, I highly recommend you get like just air dry clay and then YouTube how to make stuff and then paint it. It was a really great time. So anyway, back to efficiency. 
the questions that come up around efficiency are things like, how can I be more efficient at work? How can I work better so that I actually have time to relax at home? How can I stop feeling like I always have 15 more things to do before I get caught up? And my clients struggle with this a lot. Say, you know, same as probably you and I, I had uh, one particular woman I'm thinking of was already so productive that she was in like the 90th percentile for productivity at work. And she was obviously burnt out and overwhelmed because that's hard to continue with, with limited support. And her question was, how can I become more efficient so that I don't feel so behind and overwhelmed? And I just thought that was so interesting because I think that's the wrong question, right? If you're if you're already that productive and you're burnt out, I think the question really is, how can I work less? How can I do less volume? I don't like we don't need to be that productive. It's just not appropriate, especially if we're not happy. So I think that we're kind of trained to always ask, how can we be more productive and more efficient instead of asking ourselves, do I actually want to work this hard? And some people do, but some some of us don't. And that's okay. You don't have to work yourself to the bone as a doctor. I think that this dialogue and the story that doctors believe about having to work our asses off is just really to the detriment of us all. So that's just a little aside there. The definition of efficiency we can use a couple. So one is achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. And another definition for efficiency is working in a well-organized and competent way. So those definitions sound wonderful, except when we really think about each word involved, it's very, very subjective, right? Like what does maximum productivity mean? What does minimum wasted effort mean? What does well-organized or competent look like? It's impossible to say that because it's different for everybody. It doesn't tell us exactly what efficiency looks like to you and to me. There's no way to, to know that without first defining this terminology for yourself. Like what, how do you know when you're being efficient? How will you know? We all have different skills and talents and how we leverage those is what creates maximum efficiency. So there's no way that my efficiency is going to look the same as your efficiency. And we get caught up with this homogenized view that we're all supposed to do things one way. And it's just not true. We're all different and unique. And I think it's when we can start to become aware of and appreciate our differences that we can reach our maximum efficiency. So the first step in achieving the most efficient version of you is to get clear on what that even feels like. At the end of the day, how will I know that I was efficient? Can you think back of a time that you felt efficient? What were you doing? What were you thinking? How did that feel? What does efficiency feel like? Once you know that, then you have a target because if you don't do that, then what if essentially is happening is you're creating a thought loop or a, or a habitual thought in your mind that is just, I'm not efficient enough. And that's a slippery slope, right? We talk a lot about this on the podcast. This enoughness is a slippery slope because you will, if with that train of thought, you your brain will never be satisfied enough. Even if you're the most efficient version of yourself or even average the average amount of efficient, what is efficient enough to your brain? 
it's never going to be enough. So it's really, really important to have a clear understanding of what efficiency feels like and looks like to you in your life. So here are some things that prevent efficiency. The first thing, as I alluded to before, is being unaware of your strengths. It requires leveraging your natural skills and abilities. We all have them. And if you don't, if you're not used to seeing yourself in a positive way, then you're probably not totally aware of what your strengths are, right? And I'm I'm fortunate that this is one of my talents. This is one of my superpowers. I am really, really good at seeing people's strengths. And I think that I'm I'm grateful for this talent because it's something that when I coach people, I can easily see what their talents are after just one or two phone calls. It's it's very obvious to me. So I of course leverage that superpower because I want people to have that tool. I want them to know what their talents and skills naturally are so that they can start using them to their advantage. So if you're not aware of what your strengths are, then start asking like what are people what do people ask me advice about? What what comes really, really easily to me? Or you find a coach or someone whose superpower it is to see other people's strengths and you ask them, what are my strengths? The next thing is people pleasing. This one is so common. I talk about it all the time. Doctors are trained to be people pleasers, but it is what keeps us from being efficient. It keeps us moving at a snail's pace and it prevents our ability to leave work at work. And as uncomfortable as it is at first, when you cut out people pleasing, that's when you create boundaries, start to delegate tasks, and you realize that your time is limited and therefore should be doing things that are at your skill level. And I will tell you that for sure it is uncomfortable to say no at first or to stop people pleasing, but when you get to the other side of that discomfort, like when you walk through that portal of discomfort and you are on the other side, people pleasing feels, that's what feels uncomfortable. It feels much more natural and honest and authentic to not people please, to uphold your boundaries. And if you're really deep in the weeds with people pleasing, then you're just going to have to take my word for it for now and just experiment with it. But Trust me when I say that if you dedicate some time to limiting the people pleasing, and you can wean yourself off of it, right? Like you don't have to cut it out dramatically. That would be too much of a shock to your nervous system. But over time, the less people pleasing that you do, the more efficient you will become just naturally. And the last thing is self-doubt, which is why we're talking about efficiency on this podcast, self-doubt imposter syndrome. This is probably the most common one for my clients. I think we get they get stuck second guessing themselves and ruminating and then and worrying about making the wrong diagnosis or doing the wrong thing and then they try to overcompensate by reading extra or doing extra research and all of those things obviously are are totally blocking efficiency they prevent you from being your most efficient self and that's not to say that you never read or you never research or you never do any of these things of course not like we of course we want to be reading and doing the best for our patients but it does mean that it's within reason and with some self-confidence that you are going to do the best thing for your patient just naturally because that's what that's the kind of doctor that you are it's it's trusting that in yourself so i give you a lot of vague concepts that that you have to kind of try on in your own life. But what I can do 
is give you just a few things that I do that make me more efficient. And some of these might resonate with you, but some may not. And that's why I think it's very important to don't take this as any sort of action plan. I don't, you don't have to do any of these things, but it's just kind of to get your mind thinking about different ways that could improve your efficiency. So the first thing is I limit the patients that I call back. I have my MA call them, or if they want to talk to me, or if I think that they need some more counseling, then they schedule an appointment with me. And that really is a strong boundary that I have. And I'm so grateful for that boundary. It, it, for, it for sure makes me a better doctor. It makes me more available to my patients when they're in the office. And this is something that made me uncomfortable at first, but I would never change this because I am 100% more efficient and just a better physician with this boundary. Another thing is um, you don't see late patients or you see them after all of your on-time patients. I think that we really get caught up in what other people are going to think. But the frame of mind that I have at work is how can I best support myself and my longevity in this career? And this is one way that I do that. Also, don't open email or social media until dedicated break time. So a lot of people will check email or social media in between patients just to kind of as like a decompressing thing, but then it just becomes this time suck. So that's something that I have really strong boundaries around. Another one is finish charting on most encounters before the next encounter. And this is something that I really stick very strongly to unless there's some sort of emergency or weird or weird situation. And this means that I finish my charting before I leave for the day, 97% of the time. And if this is not your routine and you want it to be, then ease into it. But I highly encourage doctors to prioritize charting in a way that feels authentic to them and is putting their own best interests in mind. So that's what I have for you about efficiency. If you have specific concerns about efficiency, then please just reach out to me. You know, send me an email or find me on social media and shoot me an email. I love problem solving. That's one of my favorite things to do and organizing and figuring out solutions where other people may not see them. So definitely reach out. And if you know of other physicians who might be struggling with efficiency, then share this on social media or share it with a friend and let people know that efficiency is possible, but it's not a one size fits all type of scenario. All right, everyone have a great week. Hey there, just wanted to take some quick time here to let you know that if you have been thinking about doing a podcast and it feels really overwhelming and you like the idea of podcasting, but the other stuff like the editing and production feels too overwhelming. I wanted to let you know about the people who now edit and produce my podcast, which is Pretty Easy Podcasts. And for the first year and a half of my podcast, I was doing everything myself and I had tried to contract out editing and it was really got some really, really bad results. So I was hesitant to try again, but I'm so glad that I did because working with Pretty Easy Podcasts has been so amazing. They can get your shows recorded, posted with a complete podcast studio at your disposal. You could record from home, your office or the park or really anywhere. And then they totally cater to your schedule and It's just so easy to work with them. I cannot say enough good things. So if it's been on your mind to do a podcast, then definitely check out 
Pretty Easy Podcast at prettyeasypodcast.com and sign up today. It's super affordable and it's so fun working with them. So definitely check it out. Thank you.